Hey everybody, welcome back to the Thomas Freeme TV and Podcast Show. This is Thomas Freeme. How is everybody doing? Um, many blessings to all my, my subscribers, my new subscribers, my old subscribers. Much love. Thank you for, for tuning in. I have a very, very important message today. This is going to be a short video. It's just a, uh, it's, it's a video that I'm going to drop that a few have seen. Um, it's exclusive. Uh, again, I have, you know, many connections to the population inside and what's going on, the corruption inside, the inhumane living conditions that I talk about viciously on my show because this stuff strikes me to the core because I've been in it and I know what these, these men and women go through. Um, again, I, I bring these things to the public to try to get an understanding to the public as far as what is expected of us coming home from prison when we've been through the conditions of what I'm getting ready to show you. Um, it, is, it is violent. It is ugly. Um, so please prepare yourself for this. This is a message from the incarcerated and enslaved men and women being held in inhumane and unconstitutional conditions in Alabama state prisons. We have been subjected to some of the worst human rights violations in the world. These violations were investigated and thoroughly documented by the Department of Justice, which first began to release its findings in April of 2019. Said violations include warehousing inmates in overcrowded and dilapidated buildings, unsafe and unsecure environments with lack of personnel, use of excessive force by staff, inadequate access to proper health care, insufficient nutrition, falsified documents for causes of death, and more. These conditions existed long before we began to document them and seek remedy from the DOJ in 2012. From 2012 to present, we have compiled information and evidence, including but not limited to pictures, videos, statements, and first-hand accounts of situations and circumstances as they unfolded. We were encouraged by the DOJ to do this, and in doing so, we were targeted by the ADOC for retaliation, even though it is supposed to be illegal for them to do so. Organizers were rooted out, put on constant rotation through the system, harassed, beat, thrown in holes, poisoned, and targeted for murder. On top of this, the ADOC began to wage a secret chemical war on its inmate population to keep control of this unstable, overcrowded, and understaffed prison system. Before the chemicals, most of us were healthy. It was normal to see people working out, reading books, and attending classes. They had life in them and hope was still alive. They systematically killed classes, chapel services, visitation, and any other means we had of rehabilitating took our yard time, citing security reasons, and stacked everyone on top of each other in these chemical smoke-filled warehouses. Imagine a smoked-out bar or club with no ventilation, and the smoke is toxic. I likened them to Auschwitz gas chambers. This is no less than genocide on a large scale, and it has been our reality for the last 10 years. Now most of us are skin and bone, shadows of our former selves, walking around like real-life zombies. It has become normal to see a man standing in one spot talking to the air for hours, crying out to God, screaming, calling for his mother or trying to kill himself. This is no longer an American criminal justice issue. This is a humanitarian crisis on the world scale. 
The Universal Declaration of Human Rights document was drafted by representatives with different legal and cultural backgrounds from all regions of the world and proclaimed by the United Nations General Assembly in Paris on December 10, 1948, General Assembly Resolution 217A. Article 3 states everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person, yet we are denied the basic essentials of life and our persons are in constant danger. Article 4 states no one shall be held in slavery or servitude. Slavery and the slave trade shall be prohibited in all their forms. Yet in the United States, slavery took the form of the criminal justice system through the 13th Amendment, where we are incarcerated, enslaved, and worked for free, or a slave wage of 40 cents a day. Article 5 states no one shall be subjected to torture, or to cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment. Yet we are warehoused in overcrowded modern-day gas chambers in vile and sickening conditions with no access to proper health care or the proper nutrition. Chemical, psychological, and even biological warfare has been waged on us in direct violation of the Geneva Conventions. In closing, we have asked the Alabama legislature to hold ADOC accountable and nothing happened. We then asked the DOJ and the federal government to hold ADOC accountable. Still nothing has happened. Now we ask the United Nations and the world to hold the United States responsible for these atrocities. Every man and woman on this planet have inalienable rights in which the government is supposed to be the progenitor and protector of, having been established and vested with such power by the people for that specific purpose. The aim of all political association is the preservation of the natural and imprescriptible rights of man. These rights are liberty, property, security, and resistance to oppression. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government. In the words of Francis Hutchinson, for where any invasion is made upon inalienable rights, there must arise either a perfect or external right to resistance. Inalienable rights are essential limitations in all governments. We're asking the world to hold America responsible and make them hold the ADOC accountable. Justice for one, justice for all. Humbly, Alabama slaves. I bring that and I share that on my channel, which I'm, I'm not one to really uh, to talk about violence in prison, things of that nature. But I do bring that to show the inhumane conditions of what goes on in our prisons. We have a lot of channels out there of, of these prisoners that come home, right? And, and uh, they create these channels and, and they exploit the violence of prison and they, they, they make it seem cool and... and they have all of these subscribers and all of this, and then they have these, these large corporate entities that sign on to them because they become part of that system, right? They sell out to these, to, they sell out for the money. I choose not to do that because of that reason right there of what we watch. These people are suffering. Who can rehabilitate in a situation like that? And then we can start to understand why recidivism is so high because we're coming out of institutions like this and we were never exposed to that in our lives. Maybe, maybe our, our crimes were petty, but we're put in institutions like this and we're coming out with PTSD, anxiety, we're constantly looking over our shoulders, 
and and were expected to become community leaders and pillars of our society and things of that nature coming from situations like that. I bring that to expose this to the community so they can understand and start having empathy for the situation. We're not looking to excuse criminals, their behaviors, their crimes. What we are trying to do is change that mentality and that cycle, break the chain. Prison is slavery. 13th Amendment gives it the right to be slavery. These previous channels that I talked about and shows like Locked Up, 60 Days In, and all of these other glamour shows that these big corporations make millions of dollars off exploiting these prisoners, this is legalized slavery. We have almost 3 million people incarcerated. And look at the environments and, and, and the atrocities that they have to go through. And they're coming home. This could be your son and your daughter that is going into that environment with a five-year bid, right? This is what we're trying to change. In order to do that, we need public outcry. We need the public to come forward and say, listen, this is enough of this. Like, this prison industrial system is wreaking billions and billions and billions of our tax dollars. Where is that money going? Does it look like it's going to that place? Does it look like that place has had any funding whatsoever? Where's all of this money going that our tax dollars are paying for? This conversation is going to come up here. I'm going to have a couple of representatives here in the state of Florida um, out of Tallahassee, some house reps that are going to come on the show, and we're going to discuss these issues. Where is all of this money going that these taxpayers are pay- paying for this prison industrial complex that they think is a rehabilitative program that they think these people that are going through this rehabilitative program just don't want to act right and they just want to be criminals for the rest of their life. That is simply not true. God bless. Amen. Peace be on to you, brother.